0: Welcome to Ask Cadence, everyone. The Project Management Podcast. My name is Pete Wright. I am sitting here with John Patton. John, hello. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. It is uh, fantastic to sit down with you again, uh, yeah. again this week. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're we're not tackling a problem card today. We've hit the problem cards a bunch over the last couple of weeks. Today, we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of a retrospective. You have been a member of the Project Management Institute for 28 years this year.
1: Yes, I have. Pete. 28 I'm just years. Reflecting on that. Um, that coming up um, this next month of April uh, it's 28 years.
0: What is the, the Project Management Institute, what does your, your membership and involvement with PMI um, mean to you as a professional after all these years?
1: Well, it's become um, a key part of my life and it's uh, been very supportive of, of my career. Um, here I was uh, starting Cadence and developing a methodology for project management. I needed some kind of confirmation Uh, from my peers and it certainly enabled me uh, to have um, ongoing conversations with them uh, about their project management experiences and what I was developing so right off the bat right from the beginning there there was a a sounding board benefit and also I'll call it a commiseration board benefit that if I was facing some challenges I could always share those with my uh, fellow members in a monthly meeting and and, uh, Uh, get some commiseration and some advice. You know, uh, project managers are problem solvers. And so uh, here was a a monthly meeting where there were a bunch of project managers used to problem solving and and welcoming another problem to solve, to talk over. Uh, So that that was one of the early sorts of things. Um, In 1983, when I joined, there were 5,000 members worldwide of PMI. Today there are over uh, 600,000 members worldwide. So there's, there's been a big change. A lot of that began to occur in the mid-90s, where there was geometric growth, when uh, project management was, uh, was really rec- uh, recognized as uh, critical uh, to success in the, in the business and government world.
0: It's sort of a chicken or the egg thing, right? I mean, was yeah. it PMI? You, you sort of think, is did project management become recognized and PMI bec- grew to support it? Or did PMI, the, the power of PMI and the and the growing recognition of project management, lead to more sane project management practices in government and industry?
1: I think Pete, it's both. You know, there there was a seminal article in the early 90s in Fortune magazine that talked about project management is essential for business, and uh, then leadership in the mid 90s uh, in in PMI uh, really began uh, an outreach approach, which got way beyond the construction. Uh, uh, orientation in the beginning uh, and uh, begin to be very, very inclusive of people making changes uh, from wherever. Uh, and then uh, also early on, uh, one of the reasons, uh, the primary reason I stay with PMI is that they have a well-funded research program and uh, these are, are the things that we know practically from our experience they prove with scientific investigation and these are very extensive they're very well done just top of the line research and the research feeds the development of standards so there 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 wasn't really a, um, a standard for project management the PMBOK was in sort of early form when I joined and and the first uh, edition truly came out around 1988, and, and we're in the fourth edition today. Uh, and uh, and these standards are, are very essential for a methodology. A methodology basically shows uh, how you apply the standards that are listed, uh, in this case, in the body of knowledge. Uh, so a flexible, scalable uh, sort of application. And I've enjoyed going to research conferences and interacting with um, with the academics there, in fact, a, a PMI research conference uh, is about fifty percent uh, practitioners and fifty percent academics nowadays. It is not one of those musty old uh, college halls uh, kind of thing. Uh, so it's uh, uh, it, uh, those are great events, and I, I still go to the global congresses and regional congresses. Uh, Uh, around the world. And uh, I'm a member of um, eight uh, chapters besides the Portland chapter where I'm from, and that uh, enables me, uh, the travel and the participation in PMI events, enables me to develop a holistic view of where project management is around the world. And, uh, you know, if I had to do all that on my own, it would be an enormous task. There's no way I could do the research on my own, and, and I'm a great beneficiary. Of, um, of, uh, of PMI. Now, I also give back, you know, but uh, as a member of, sure. of the Education Foundation and on uh, certain PMI committees that I've been members of. Uh, so it, it's been a very good association.
0: I wonder if you could share some, some of the, I mean, you, you mentioned two things that really sort of trigger for me. One is that you're a member of eight PMI chapters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm interested in how you see PMI chapters uh, sort of Culturally different, differ from one another. Do you see any, uh, or, or is is a project manager a project manager? How are these chapters uh, different?
1: Well, there's also there's always a a cultural adaptation, but I I think I'm conditioned more to see the the similarities, because that's how I get along. That's how I'm what I'm looking for when I go to the, to these uh, to the countries. It seems to me like a chapter usually starts off uh, providing certification benefits to members helping them get prepared and and they reach a certain level of membership and then they focus on um, uh, having very good uh, monthly meetings and uh, bringing in good speakers good and speakers the educational track uh, comes yeah next. yeah and then they they begin their outreach and say well how can how can we be more effective in our region? Can we get help more chapters uh, get formed in our country? Uh, can we establish a branch and get uh, professional project management out to, to more people who need it, who work on projects? And so I see sort of an, an evolution. Um, I think uh, one of the commonalities of people is that uh, either before or after the meal, there's some food eaten. And, Pete, I'll tell you, that's different around the world, you know. Uh, in, sure. In the Netherlands, I'm a member of that chapter. And I'm a member of the Japanese chapter. And there's snacks and beer after the monthly meeting. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a member in the United States, of course. And, and with Americans, you've got to eat before you that's sit right. down and listen. You know, So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a good experience.
0: That's interesting. Uh, what uh, what have you brought back from from PMI chapters abroad? What is the number one best practice you can you can recommend to chapters just starting uh, on on how they really can uh, can increase their um, uh, their role and the and the uh, import of project management in the community? Besides the beer and snacks.
1: That's a. That's a tough question, Pete. It's very interesting. I, I've gotten so much personal benefit from from these chapters. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I see an outreach in Mexico that is just tremendous. They, the The Mexico City chapter is so focused on providing benefit for its memberships. Uh, in the in the Congress uh, that I attended in June of last year. I believe 80% of the people had been through certification. Uh, that's really a testimony of great service uh, to, your, uh, co- to your constituents. Uh, uh, the publications are just first class, uh, coming out of uh, Mexico, uh, great website. Um, um, I, I think probably the most, um, the greatest personal benefit in terms of inspiration and applying to project management is a theme that I call never give up you know stay the course see the project through to completion and it was actually it occurred in Uruguay where I um, was at a um, a presentation at a congress and listened to one of the survivors of the rugby team that had crashed in the Andes and he talked about the survival and the coalition of three people who became the leaders of this group after the natural leader had died in an avalanche, and the absolute certainty that uh, they were going to make it out of there that he had the the complete conviction, and uh, it's it's it was so inspiring to me that tears came to my eyes because I could I could really resonate as a project manager. Uh, I, I've never been in a life and death situation like that, but I've been in low moments on projects when you feel like you are the only person uh, that really understands what it will take to take this project forward and, and and then you start getting support and getting people uh, aligned and, and starting to pull that thing out. And uh, it, it, it happens somewhere uh, in a project, it doesn't always happen at the same place. But then it's, it's, uh, it delivers its result and the company benefits from it at, at the end. But highly, highly inspirational sort of thing on, on, on the power of having internal conviction and drive to take this problem forward and then to pull people together. And, and, and the, what those uh, three leaders have done is created a society in the snow. And that was the name of their book, uh, the most recent book that they have uh, published. I don't know if it's translated into English, but in Spanish it translates across. Uh, a society in the snow wow yeah
0: that's uh, beautiful
1: if it's translated i really recommend it to people because you get um the first person uh, uh narrative from each of the people that survive all 16 people uh, wrote their part of of that book and and uh, uh what they went through so uh, the the book also was was uh, very inspiring
0: Well, it it goes back to a central theme of the role of PMI, your Mm -hmm. exposure to this caliber of of, uh, leader. Oh, man,
1: Uh, Pete, the the wonderful leaders uh, that I've met, you know, uh, and and the exchanges. I I think, uh, you know, now that I think of it, one of the greatest experiences I had was uh, spending a year at the research working sessions prior to each Congress uh, on the study of complexity, and, and rubbing shoulders with uh, world experts in, in complexity and sharing uh, my experiences and all of us sharing our experiences with each other. And as a result of that, uh, coming out of it with a tremendously uh, deeper understanding of project complexity and the difference between a complicated project and a complex project. I think that, that, that was fundamental for that year's experience.
0: Uh, this is just, uh, it's a fascinating um, uh, discussion, John, a fascinating role that PMI serves uh, mm-hmm. and, and the level of research that they contribute to the field. Uh, I think 28 years. Congratulations. And congratulations to PMI on, on yet another year yeah, of successful I, evolution i the I, I just have a
1: tremendous positive thing to say about yeah. PMI.
0: Well, uh, thank you so much for your time, and and uh, any any final words of uh, advice to those uh, may, who may not be members yet. I can't imagine.
1: I recommend they join. Uh, mm-hmm. There, there is so much they'll they'll automatically be getting uh, literature uh, once a month. Uh, PM Net, which is written by practitioners. PMI Today, which says news about PMI, and then uh, once. Uh, Uh, Every uh, couple of months, they get the PMI Journal if they are so inclined to read uh, what the researchers have done. There's a lot of
0: good stuff coming out on portfolio management. Top-notch, top-notch research coming out of PMI. Thanks so much, John. You bet, Pete. On behalf of John Patton, my name is Pete Wright. Thank you so much for listening to uh, this episode of Ask Cadence, the project management podcast.